Well, first of all, you know, there's not that many times you have a chance to be part of such an interesting story and such a timely story, a story about the millennium. This is the only millennium movie out there. And our story is not the Y2K or our story is not about the big earthquake that would uh, be all over the world or there would be a world disaster or the end of civilization and all those things. We are saying, wait a minute, guys. Before the millennium comes, here's another idea, you know, why you should be worried about what you should be worried about. And that is the devil could return and the devil could be back and want to rule heaven and hell. And that's what this movie is about. It is a, it is a supernatural thriller. It is very scary, the movie, uh, at times. And it is packed with the action and with the stunts and all the things, all the things that I love to do. Uh, but it has uh, me playing a quite a different character, a very vulnerable character. Oh, it does. So that's what audiences see, the soft yes, side. Exactly, yes. Yeah, I, that's what I heard. You play a different one in this That's one. right, yes. Cool. Well, anyway. Let me, let me ask you, um, speaking of the millennium, what do you feel about it personally? How are you going to be spending that evening? I will be skiing in Sun Valley and drinking my schnapps. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. You did well there. It's you, been a while. It's, it's been a minute. It was like one of those things where you start a sentence but don't know where you're going with it. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't sure if I actually remembered. But I, guess, remember. I guess I did. It's been a while. Yeah. And Well, who the hell knows because the last few episodes and this episode and wherever else, we're releasing them in somewhat random order. Mm-hmm. So... That's a caveat for any topical things we may discuss. <laughs> Time is a human construct. Yeah. <laughs> Etc. We're doing a double. We're doing a double. This is our last physical recording before you yeah. finally. Finally get the fuck out. <laughs> Jeez, <New> York. <laughs> <sighs> uh, We've had how many final <laughs> oh <my laughs> recordings goodness. have we had? This, you're like John Farnham. Yeah. The this last is John time. Farnham tour. I hope we don't get sued. Farnsie. <laughs> Um, what, what a voice. I'm officially Same moving voice. to New York in two weeks. Again, this timing may be irrelevant based on when this episode gets released. But from today, as of recording this, this this double recording we're doing, uh-huh. we're also recording The Bodyguard in this same session. Um, it's the 12th of Feb, if anyone cares. <laughs> it's the 12th of Feb. Currently. And, and two weeks from today, I'm getting on a plane with my wife and my dog. Or the dog's on a different plane. Doggy plane. He's on a doggy plane, flown by a Labrador or something, I assume. Well. Yeah, with little, goggles, cute, cute and little hat, and a scarf. <laughs> a scarf. I assume that's how I go. I refuse. I, re- I assume that's how he goes, and I refuse to ask questions. Mm. Yeah, it's a fair assumption. Yeah. So we're doing two movies today. We're doing two movies. Well, one on this episode. Oh, yeah, which is End of Days. End of Days. The Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. End of Days. Yeah, the classic that everyone has been waiting for. Yeah. Um, we're in a weird situation with Arnie will burn. because. This came up in the, in the comments the other day too. Like, yeah, we should do uh, True Lies. But we've really kind of ripped through all the top tier Arnie and we need to uh, save some of the – Save some. Well, look, we've got a bit the, there. We've got yeah, the running, running Man. Yeah. Which I don't believe you've seen. You've never seen Running Man. I haven't seen it, but I don't know if it's like Terminator True Lies level – Oh, is well, it? it's, I don't know. I think it's it's sci-fi. Don't get me wrong. I'll enjoy it, I'm sure. Yeah. But I just mean in terms of the classics, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a sad day. Um, so maybe we have to save True Lies for like the last one. Oh, no, we're probably pumping iron 
is going to be an important oh, one. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to do that sooner than rather than later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I wanted to watch it. It's been a while. It's been a while. But in the for the meantime, in the meantime, we'll uh, dabble in mediocrity. <laughs> end of days. I think he'd had a bit of a, a break before. Well, he'd had so, his heart surgery. That's right. The last he had done Batman and Robin, and it broke his heart, and so that's he had freezing. to have yeah that and the steroids, I suppose. Mm. Um, in the early days, mm. he had to get it all fixed up down there. Well, he looks pretty good now. He does. Apparently, it was hard for him to get insured. Yeah, right. Um, but eventually, they insured him. Did they get Philip Seymour Hoffman in to convince the the board of insurers? Like in Along Came Polly. Is that what happened? Yeah. Ben Stiller goes In the chases. movie? Yeah, it's a movie. They insure Brian Brown. He's an adventurer. But does that happen in the movie? Yeah. Because yeah, well, it's the big board meeting where yeah, he's got to give his, that's right. his risk opinion, his risk assessment. Oh, because he's so anti-risk and then along comes Polly, Manic, yeah. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah. 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 Classic. It's kind of like The Bodyguard, but we can talk about that in. Yeah, you know what else is like The Bodyguard? Cobra. I'll save it. Oh, interesting. Wait, we're not doing that movie yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are we doing? End of days. We're doing end of days. All right. 1999 Sorry. it came out. Big year. Big year. It was a big year. It was my last year of school. It was my year 10. Year 10. Mm. It's a pre-penultimate year yeah. of school. It was a big year for movies. It was a big year for technology. Paranoia. Paranoia. Bugs. You got these movies about the end of days. Most of the media was talking about end of days. Yeah. Uh, digital days. They thought the world was going to come crashing down because of the Y2K buck. Not because Satan was coming back for no. one lucky lady. Well, <laughs> Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. Mm. Suave Irishman. So Y2K bug. Do you, what do you remember of the Y2K bug, Tristan? Uh, I remember thinking it was um, – I couldn't quite get my head around it at the time – Office space, they addressed it in that. That was his job mm-hmm. to go in and change the dates yeah. to four numbers instead of two. Yeah, that's right. The mediocrity of that. Because the triple, the whole point was that there was only three. Two. Two numbers. The only, I think there was only two numbers for dates for the year. Oh. Because, you know, when people started this shit, they didn't think that, or, you don't think that far ahead that mm. you get a 99 and it's going to go back to zero. I don't know exactly what people thought would happen. Like, Stop working. I think just stop working, right? Mm. It's not that it's not rise of the machines or anything. But I do remember New Year's Eve that year, they were handing out little torches. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. In case like the fireworks go and then everything turns off. Right. Can you imagine? It's fascinating how just no one knew what would happen. And Couldn't they have run some sort of test simulation? Yeah, like change the date. Change the date. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was a mate of mine, I, was, I think if we've talked about this before, I probably – which we may have. I probably yeah. told this story. Uh, my mate worked at Kmart at St Ives with the high South African population and all the South Africans. I don't know why. If you're a South African, maybe you could spread a light on this. If there's a high proportion of doomsdayist amongst you, all oh, right. Um, but they're all coming in and buying like the little um, gas camping cans and all the tinned food. Right. So it's just in case of the what to get back. <laughs> all of them would say it's just in case. I'm like oh, okay. Wow. Like, do they know something? Probably. Probably. Well, it's interesting to say that because I think, you know, in a world like we live in now, it is interesting, you know, if the internet was 
a bit further along in those days. I wonder if there would have been more conspiracy theories about what would go down or what, what was true and what, you know, is Y2K orchestrated to do something or other. You could imagine Q would have something to say about it. You oh, know? big time. Yeah, so I feel like it's it's a more believable conspiracy theory than coronavirus being a conspiracy, you know. Hey, speaking of conspiracy theories, theories mm. and podcasts, yeah. I assume we're going to get a natural spike in audience if Joe Rogan's off there next week. Well, is that going to happen? Nah, probably yeah. not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all those people got to go to listen some to some other idiot. Listen to some we're, we're a couple of idiots. Middle-aged white guys. I'm bald. <laughs> and there's two of us. You got like a tan like him. I got a good tan right now. That's yeah. the last couple more days. Rogan's tannish. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey Jesse, pull that up. Pull, no, I can't, can't, can't quite do it. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, big year for movies too. Yeah, big year for movies. This was one of the we got the first Star Wars Fight movie, Club? technically speaking, kind of. Star Wars Episode One came oh, out. Phantom Menace, biggest film of the year. Oh, Phantom Menace. But you're right. Also, Fight Club was in there. There you go. The Sixth Sense was oh. in there. Uh, Toy Story Two. Ah. Oh. You know, when we had Alexi on, he made a good point because we did uh, Bowfinger, which was also this year, and he, met, he talked about how, you know, 1999 has become this year that is is somehow like it was a really important year for movies. Like you look mm-hmm. at all the things that came out, The Matrix mm-hmm. was in there too. Mm, of course. Um, but there was one little film <laughs> that really wanted to buck the trend. <laughs> I'm showing all my cards. <laughs> there was one film that came out in 1999 starring a, a big man that we like to call Arnold. What's his name? Jericho someone? Jericho. Yeah, Jericho Matrix, I think. It's quite, bi- quite biblical, you might say. Jericho yeah. Cain. <laughs> Is it? The, the, the Jericho and the Cain, the Cain and Abel. Was it Jericho? Jericho. But Cain and Abel. Nobody's saying worship this and Jericho that. <laughs> the Gabbo. What? That was uh, the... Priest in The Simpsons getting the shits when Gabbo comes to town, and uh, yeah, everyone's yeah. saying Gabbo this and Gabbo that. Nobody's saying worship this and Jericho <laughs> that. <laughs> and they certainly weren't after this film either. They were not. And the film we're talking about, of course, is End of Days. You got there. Came out in November 1999, budget of $100 million, gross of $212 million. Uh, Rotten Tomato scores, critics score is 11%, audience score 32%. Mm. The critics' consensus that reads as follows, an overblown thriller with formulaic action scenes and poor acting. It's, it's, it cuts deeper when it's real short like that. <laughs> it, it's not even like... It in just a, it just is. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't need to go into detail. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's it's pretty black and white that one, isn't it? Um, personal context though, is this a big movie for you, Greg? I don't. I don't think I saw it at the movies. Right. Uh, I'd seen it a bunch of times over the years. It seems to be one of those ones that creeps in. Right. Yeah. Interesting. This was kind of a big one for me. Was it? Only in that I did see it at the movies. Okay. 
And it's not that I loved it or anything. I liked it more than, let's say, giving away too much. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. And I think I was just at the age where I was, had enough, enough of a critical mind to like, Find something and recognize that this was a different thing for Arnold to do. Mm. So I was like, this is interesting. Um, but also, I guess at that point, I was in year 10. Anything you see at the movies is significant, really, just because you saw it at the movies. And I just remember thinking about it quite a bit. Again, becoming more conscious, I guess, of how movies work and things and thinking, well, who should someone else have played that role? I, I just, oh, a yeah. lot of those cogs started turning because oh, I, I think it was maybe the first time I started to notice things like, he doesn't seem. This is weird for him. Yeah, I felt I didn't know what to make of that, but I, you know, this is weird for him. And were you? I didn't um, know good weird or bad weird necessarily. I was like, huh. So you're basically huh. dropping some recastings. I think I do actually. I think I got some, but I think I ended up with the same recastings for this and uh, the bodyguard. Oh, coming why up. not? <laughs> um, do you know? What, uh, speaking of movies from that year, yeah, Stigmata, Gabriel Byrne. What's he's in that too? Is he? Yeah, and he's a good guy in that. Oh, he's like a he's, priest or he's, something. He's the guy. He's playing both sides, man. Oh, remember? I never saw that. I just always saw the poster. I saw it. I can't remember it. Bleeding, I mean, bleeding palms or something. Stigmata's. Yeah, yeah, but it's these biblically themed supernatural thriller horror yeah. movies that seem to come out. Well, because also I think there was some biblical – there was the Millennium Bug, which is obviously very technological driven, but I think there were some – End of days. End of days biblical. type of things, which we'll, which we'll get into because it mm. does touch on some of it here. Supernatural but, themes. Yeah, yeah. So I think the two – that and, the, and then the Prince song. and Oh, and the Will Smith song, Will 2K. Oh, Millennium. It's here and I like it. I think we'll leave that. We'll edit that out. <laughs> Best left in the past. Mm, in the past. That was when I realized I don't like Will Smith. That was a big yeah. deal. Well, well, I do. Yeah. Li- I do like him again now. Yeah, but yeah. I really went off him. There was a period. I was there. like, "You're being a dork. Yeah, don't be a dork. You're yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's cool. We we all have these phases. He's yeah. just on a grander scale. Willenium. Will two K. Greganium. <laughs> Tresenium. Sounds like plants. Well, Greg's making some. Greg Carnitas for dinner, aren't you? I am, yeah. Yeah. There you there go. You go. Nice. Spelt. Oh, hang on. What's name. this? Oh! You did a double. For a second I thought you noticed we weren't recording. <laughs> Imagine that. That would have been. Oh. Oh. Um, the other thing from this movie that was a big deal for me as a probably 15-year-old at that point, I think perhaps, was this guy, this Gabriel Byrne getting possessed by the devil walking out. Grabbing a boob. Grabbing a boob. I remember the boob. I was grab. like, oh my. <laughs> is that, he's like, is that, what, is that how you do it? Yeah, exactly. Like I was just like, oh my goodness. This is, it really, it really stuck with me. Tried it at a house party that weekend. But I think oh, I must have talked about it with someone because I didn't realise that was him doing that like planting a bomb or something in her because uh, it exploded after. Oh, yeah, I think he was just. I thought someone later explained to me that, that she exploded. Oh, Oh, hello. <laughs> forgot about you. Forgot about you. Yeah, so that was, it was in some ways kind of big for me. Not mm. big, but I remember it. Mm. A lot of these movies, I don't remember the first time you watched it, but I do remember watching this. Did it get you into blending strange foods? No. That was such a thing of the era. 
of like, check out how edgy this guy is. Usually it's, hey, my patented hangover cure. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, the, you know, put some. There was a good one in one of the Naked Gun movies, I think, and she's putting like sausages in there. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good movie blending moments. Yeah. But in this movie, th- how they do it in this movie, which is a bit of a trope in a few movies of the era of just like, how about this guy? Yeah. Huh? Oh, no, he's really, yeah. he's a real low life. <laughs> yeah. After he tried to commit suicide. Really. Did he? He sat there with a gun in his face. Oh, it must have been on the Instagram or something. <laughs> Don't blame you. Um, <laughs> how about I get into the origin story of this film? I've probably pissed off a lot of people already because every Arnold movie someone loves, which is fair enough. Arnold's great. It's just, you know, it's not one of the best. Before we get into that origin story. Origin story. Hey, Rocky. So this is an interesting one in that I couldn't find um, any origin in terms of the idea itself and any to what degree it's rooted in any religious text. Mm. Uh, so I don't think, I mean, I think these general the themes are, um, well, yeah, I didn't read the Bible this week. Um, just, I'm sure there's... I just spent some time with the Google of the Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> I did do that at the Thomas Aquinas. I typed into Google, tell me everything you know about <laughs> Thomas Aquinas. Man, you know, you've been watching, uh, well, I've been watching, you've watched it already. I caught up on... Um, oh, Succession. Rich, succession. And they talk about Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> I didn't know Thomas Aquinas was a real an person. Actual saint. Yeah. And I was like, are they... Did they just... Just slip in a little end, end of, of days, days reference. Like what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. And then they it. said it again, and then I googled it, and it was a real person. Yeah, I was cool. like, oh, they, they, it was some kind there's of intelligent only, you're reference. Like, oh, there's there's only fifty percent chance they're talking about <laughs> end of days. <laughs> well, I think it was the Colkin that said it, so there's, there's a chance. Mm. There's a chance. The Colkin. <laughs> the Colkin. A Colkin. A Colkin. Well, the, well, the, the, the Colkin of the yeah, show. Yeah. 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 So I don't know like where – so it was written by Andrew W. Marlowe. Uh, I don't know where he got the idea. He may have just watched Devil's Advocate two years earlier. And read a Y2K <laughs> Yeah. And then piece? did Police Cops. Did. Police Cops. Yeah. Um, well, he had written Air Force One and he would go on to write Hollow Man. But I have no idea where he pulled this from. Um, so I don't know much about its inception – but I guess the idea of the devil coming back to make a baby, you know, pair that with Millennium. There you go, bish bash bosh. But um, I did notice it was produced by a man named Armian Bernstein mm. who also produced Air Force One. So I figure Marlowe must have been one of his guys. They got something going on there. Yeah, and he's like, hey, let's, let's do another one. And um, they actually offered it to Sam Raimi and Guillermo del Toro I to direct, which either of those takes would have been quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, they both turned it down for various reasons. It's interesting. Del Toro, well, both of them, you're right, but Del Toro would have been quite a departure. Yeah, yeah. Again, you never know what the original script looks like and obviously a director comes in and they can change the script, they can they can heighten things, they can put more emphasis on different mm. parts of the thing. So who knows? Those guys might have had completely different takes on this mm. thing. I'm sure they would, especially those types of guys, they That's would right. have. But um, that didn't happen. It did not. Now it's interesting because I was explaining to Greg on the way over here that I write, I write all my notes in my Apple Notes app which they're very aggressive with the autocorrect. 
I literally use this example of how sometimes I'll mm. write names in it and it'll get auto-corrected. Sandwiches. And, and we're recording and I glance down at my notes and I'm like, that's certainly another name because the next person they got to direct, according to my notes, his name was Marcus Nipple. <laughs> I'm almost certain that's not his real name. I'm 70% sure that's not his real Let's name. Let's just call him Nippel. <laughs> this is the guy that went on to direct the reboot of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre back in 03 and then the Friday the 13th reboot. So the man likes a bit of darkness, a bit of stabby stabbies, mm. but he was a music video guy. Ah, I went quite, through, o- quite often. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They often start Cut their there. teeth. Yeah. Because you learn all the tricks there too, often, you know, all the different effects. Fade in, fade out. <laughs> Well, speaking of choppy, fades, choppy sequences, slow motion fans, because he did all for ones. I swear, I swear. Oh, yeah. And he also did Fuji's Ready or Not. So, do you reckon he got the smoke machine from one of those? Yeah. <laughs> and just second half of the movie said, "I'm just going to leave this on now." Yeah, I think that's what happened. <laughs> and Fuji's Ready or Not, and a lot more. He did. Yeah, there's a whole list, many, many things. That's a good song. He leaves for some reason. Mm. I think he was like a bit of a diva or something. I don't know. Mm. I couldn't get a concrete answer on that. Mm. But eventually he went to Peter Hyams mm. in a bit of a roundabout way. Now, we know Peter Hyams from various episodes in the past, uh-huh. such as Sudden Death, yes, Time Cup, a couple of the highest grossing uh, JCVD joints out there. Correct. Those ones that teetered on superstardom, mainstream superstardom. Yeah, and so you may be wondering, well, what's he doing in this picture? Well, how does that come about? It doesn't seem like totally a natural progression. But um, apparently it came by way of Arnie. Yeah. So Arnie gets cast in this movie. Arnie and Jim Cameron, as I like to call him, uh, good buddies at JC. this point. JC. Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> End of oh, days. Of James Cameron. Oh, fucking yeah. Illuminati people. I told you. Wake up. Millennium bug. It's a fucking conspiracy. Yeah. James Cameron. That's crazy. Well, apparently Peter Hyams has some connection to him too and he kind of godfathered him into the role somehow. Yeah. Into, Pull, the, into the role of Pulled director. a few strings. Pulled a few strings and bish, bash, bosh. Backdoor, uh, back you know, at the back of the Chinese restaurant, envelopes and such. Yeah, he, he obviously had some dirt on James Cameron. Um, a couple of other precasters in the mix there though. Liv Tyler was initially in the mix for um, the female lead. I've forgotten the name already. Keep going. Uh, and also Kate Winslet. Her name was Christine. Christine. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention it was written, the main role was written for Tom Cruise. Yes. And he did Magnolia instead. And can I say outstanding choice, yeah. Tom Cruise. That's one of his best. Did he get something for that? I think he got nominated. It's very astute on your part. That was for you, Tom. Yeah, that was very astute on your part, Tom. I love that film. I haven't watched it in so long. We Let's should do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah. What's his name, the director? Um, P.T.A. Paul, Paul Thomas, yeah. Ed, he's got a new one too. I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen most of his new ones actually. Nah, it's like because they, they're good. Can't make a movie. You have to save them. Yeah, or watch. You have they're, to watch them at the movies. They're films. They're films. Yeah, I watched the Phantom Thread. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to watch that at home. Mm. It's it was good, but I just I'm honest with myself. I wouldn't be tie able to, your hands behind your back. Yeah, yeah. Um, bish bash bosh. You go yourself a party rap party. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Goes off a party. Bish oh, yeah. bash bosh, he goes off a movie rap party at the. Uh, oh, the Viper, I was going to say, unless yeah. all the technology stops working, then the clubs will have to be closed. Uh, by can- rap party down by candlelight. Candlelight rap party. The wood fire pizza joint. Mm, there you go. There you go. Bish bash bosh. Let's play the trailer. I reckon this is going to be a good trailer. I think so too. 
December 31st, 1999. The end of a century. The end of a millennium. The beginning of the end. He's coming for you, Christine. Can you see him? Who are you? How do you know my name? He's gonna find you, Christine. Get down on the ground! You don't know what you've done! You said here the guy spoke to you. Yeah, so what? The guy doesn't have a tongue. Listen to this. Have you seen the earth laid to waste? Take it easy. You're the good guys. They tried to kill me. Why? She's been chosen. Chosen for what? If the Dark Angel consummates your flesh as this human body before midnight on New Year's Eve, then he unlocks the gate of hell. Ah! I've come for my wife, Christine. Thank God, forgive us! Let her go. How can you expect to defeat me? When I am forever, and you are just a man. End of days. Pedro Dominae. We just made the trailer better. Not a bad trailer. I tell you what, it's yeah, Devil's Advocate mixed with Spawn. Yeah. And then, yeah, maybe Sprink- some Seven. Sprinkled with Seven. Sprinkled with Seven. A dusting of Seven. Some seven sprinklies on there. Well, it's got Kevin Pollack, who's once removed from Kevin Spacey. True. Police cups. Police cups. That's what we do, people. We, <laughs> we find the tenuous links. Yeah, and we sh- shoehorn them in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the fuck happened in this movie, Greg? That's a very, very... That's very stupid part. <laughs> Assuming that was a rhetorical mm. question. Okay. Um, so where do I start or finish? Oof. We open on a hospital. Yeah, yeah. Forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> 1979 and a young mother gives birth to a beautiful baby girl. The midwife ducks away with the baby. Uh takes her to the basement of the hospital where they perform some kind of satanic ritual and sacrifice a goat and put some blood in the baby's mouth and then return the baby to the mother. Pretty standard birthing procedure, I would assume. Yeah, that's how I was birthed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Fast forward to present day, 1999. Uh, We're still in New York. Yeah. Um, we, We meet Arnie. His name's Jericho Kane. Uh, he's a down-and-out private security guard. We later learn that he was a New York detective and his wife and young daughter had been executed. Horrible stuff. Bad. Uh, understandably, he'd kind of gone off the rails and become an alco and got into blending weird foods and just looking disheveled. <laughs> it's his passion. <laughs> yeah. 
I like to blend. They call me, I'm, a, I'm an alchemist. Put some pizza in there. It's alcohol and chemistry. I'm an alchemist. Pepto-Bismol. I wish he said Pepto-Bismol. Could ask him to. Yeah, it's a good word. Let's get him on. Him. Let's get him yeah. on. <laughs> so, that's where he's from. That's, that's, what's, that's the background. Uh, so on this day, he protects an investment banker from a hit. Uh, what we know is that some kind of spectery, ghosty devil thing had possessed, said investment banker, Gabriel Byrne, suave yeah. man. Around town grabbing boobs. Yeah, grabbing them, slipping the tongue and going like, going like this. And very 1999 of them. She loved it. Yeah, oh, she <laughs> loved it. Oh, and then geez. she exploded or unclear. Uh, Arnie chases down the attacker who turns out to be a tongueless priest. Mm. What was his name? Thomas Aquinas. He's a Thomas Aquinas. That was Thomas Aquinas. That was Thomas Aquinas. Thomas Aquinas. Greg wanted me to put that on the soundboard. I did. I said, Greg, we're going to be saying it a lot. Thomas Aquinas. (laughs) Tell me everything you know about Thomas Aquinas. I was fucking lolling <laughs> when I was watching this every time he said Thomas Aquinas. Because other movies often where the things we're quoting are funny in the movie too, like yeah. consider that a divorce. Yeah. It's not a tumour. <laughs> Who was your daddy? Cookies. What is it? Cookies. But in this one, he's very serious. He walks in there very serious. He might as well be wearing a top hat, like yeah. very serious and fancy. Tell me everything you know <laughs> about that. Thomas Aquinas, I'm acting over here. And a spectacle. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, sir. Tell me everything you know about Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> Carol made a good point. She's like, he's obviously rehearsed that name yeah. to the cows come home. Yeah, he probably wrote it like how he would say it. Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. What was his wife's name? Um, Miss Melinda? No, that's Melinda nice. Cocaine. Anyway, so Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> so Detective Jericho goes deep into a world of which knows nothing. He's led to a girl. Did you see how he was led to this girl? I can't recall. They, I, I had to look this up in the plot prediction, but apparently because at the end he's like, Christ in New York. And he's like, oh, I look up names that are like Christ in New York. Christine York. Oh, and, my and went and God. I think that's what happened. Come on, guys. That's rough. My God. You know, I didn't notice that. And it's almost like they get away with that because it's such a... Convoluted. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, just keep, keep moving. Keep moving. <laughs> exactly. I didn't notice that either. I've literally read that. It's on Wiki as part of the plot. So anyway, she's there and she's basically this but girl. she's not Christ. No, she's not. So she, what's a Christ She's a vehicle York? for the devil. Her name should be Develine. Yeah, that's nice. Develine York. Develine, yeah. There you go. Oh, fucking sorry, bye. So, I mean, it's still, it is illogical. <laughs> I got a script to rewrite for you. <laughs> so this girl, so the premise is Satan. Bad guy. Yeah, bad guy, really bad guy. Yeah. He will have the relations with this girl and then they'll spawn a baby. Do they have to wait nine months then for the devil to be free? I don't quite get it. I don't or know. is it when he, the moment the, he penetrates? Or is it the moment he ejaculates? These are these are important things. Does she have to be ovulating? Yeah. Like what if Yeah. What if she's on the pill? Yeah. It's New York, man. It's Well, she's the probably 90s. got a couple of plan B in the in the top drawer there. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine if that's the ending. Yeah. <laughs> and it's an ad for fucking plan B. 
<laughs> branded content. Flush that little devil. <laughs> that's how. That's a good origin story. All right, yeah, the yeah. origin story of this movie is Plan B wanted to dabble in the world of branded content. Mm. So what's the ultimate use case of Plan B? Devil child. <laughs> Devil child. Who's going to stop that? <laughs> the Terminator. <laughs> Not plan A. Yeah. Well, you didn't stop it. See, that's why yeah. it would work. Your pregnancy is terminated. Plan A, Arnold. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Plan A, Arnold. Plan B is the thing that actually Yeah, works. exactly. Fuck, so, story by. Where do we go from there? Let's get the people, let's get the good people from plan B on the line. Yeah, call them up. Call we them don't up. have a phone. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot. I think it's a lot for this girl to process. She's got to find all this out in whilst we're watching the movie. Yeah. So I think she does well. She does well. Um, she does well to sort of process that. Yeah. Um, and be a damsel in distress. Uh, and she. Oh, should add. She didn't want to have sex with um, the devil man. Oh, okay. Okay. So Arnie's Arnie's out to protect this girl. It's hard to tell whose side everyone is on. You know, it's hard to tell who's dead and who's alive. Mm. It's pretty much hard to tell what's going on. Um, and is it, oh, in the end, there's a giant devil. And I was surprised by that. Mm. That's the part that I was like, oh, is it a bit spawny? A little bit spawny here. Yeah, I really jumped the shark there. That's kind of it. Yeah, that, that is basically A lot happens. It. it feels really long. A lot happens. And... Like that last thing you touched on, there was a, there was a, a lot in there that I'd completely forgotten about. I didn't realize just how, like, it goes a few steps further than Devil's Advocate. Um, oh yeah, you know, Devil's Advocate is more until right at the end. There's more just hints of demons and things. I Whereas, think I'm pro hints. Yeah, I quite liked it. Um, and uh, we did Devil's Advocate pretty recently, and it yeah. is really just a much better version of this. Uh, there's differences and not that, you know, you can't have more than one circle in a similar territory, but that was just a much better and more Tyler. enjoyable. Knew what it was too. Like you got you got Al Pacino over there doing all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Um, which was highly enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, but this one, yeah, there was a bit more craziness than I remembered. Yeah, like it, um it does it did you feel that the whole way through or did that was it the dot It was just in spurts. I found it really hard to follow. Yeah. Like really hard to follow. I started it twice because I was like, wait, what? Yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, that might have just been me because I'm a bit of a scatterbrain this week. Mm. Got some things to organise. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but, but in saying that, some of those were delights. Like the albino guy on the subway. He was great. That just shatters. That was good, unexpected. That was big at the time. I didn't mention that on our um Memory, yeah, but that was probably the big. I had completely forgotten about it, and once it happened, I remembered. I think it was probably in the trailer, right? Oh, it was. Yeah, we just saw it. But um, <laughs> when it happened, I was like, "Whoa!" Like I literally, out loud, was like, "Whoa!" That was fucking cool. And then see, it was all down. Did you say, "See there. that, Seymour?" <laughs> I did. I had. Like, I was like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good meme. <laughs> um, it's nice to see Kevin Pollock in there. The cast was. Like pretty good, yeah. Dude, the old priest boy was in there. Um, he's great. He's been in everything. He yeah, played he has Al been Capone. Do you know? So that's Rod Steiger we're talking about. Do you know he's yeah. an Academy Award winner? He's my MVP. He won. A, he's won a Best Actor award. Yeah, for In the Heat of the Night, he was the cop. Ah, I didn't know who he was when I first saw this. And then, um, not to skip ahead, but he's my MVP. In watching this now as an adult with a slightly more refined palate, I'm like, oh, this guy's good. 
Yeah. He's like <laughs> He definitely stands out like some, so much more. There's this like uh, yeah, like proper gun something top there. gun actors yeah, yeah, like yeah. like him. There's something there's something happening there's there. There's a gravitas. Yeah. And especially that role is not that it's not a juicy role. Mm. But him just standing there, not it just it just presence, like, man. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, I I went down a minor rabbit hole on him. Um, mm, yeah, just to sit, like the breadth of what he's done is just is just is just so much and theater and everything. He, he, he did one called The Illustrated Man, I think, where he's covered in tattoos. Oh. I thought that, I thought that was him when I was googling him. Um, but I, like as in, I thought those were his tattoos. But yeah, like, he did do Al Capone. That was like quite a famous. Version, yeah, wasn't it? Well, apparently, De Niro based his Capone on that him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's awesome. I'm just looking at pictures of him as Capone, and he looks. He looks. Uh, he looks scary. Yeah, looks tough. Yeah, and he had a bit of that as the priest too. Yeah, yeah, like he's he's, which is interesting because like as I'm watching it, I'm like, I want to watch a movie about that guy. I don't know if just because I don't know if the plot, if the story would be more compelling or whether it was just because he was compelling. But I've watched his movie. I think it's him. Yeah, if he's in on the waterfront. I'm just looking at, man. He's nominated for the supporting actor in On the Waterfront. Like he's like proper heavy hitter. Yeah. And, you know, Kevin Kevin Pollack's no uh, – We like him. He's no Chris Klein. He's an early podcaster too. Is he? Yeah. I used to listen to that. I wonder if it's still going. Um, so, yeah, he, he's he's a good – 10 out of 10, Mr. Steger. I think he passed away um, not too long after this actually, a couple of years. From the Millennium Bug? I assume so. He's wearing a digital watch. That or some sort of stigmata yeah. um, gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But I think – so there's lots in here that is interesting. Uh, the, <laughs> the charisma of that man and the whole underground, all these priests and, and I guess the moral dilemma of like is it worth killing one woman to save the world and his version is you can't beat evil with an evil act. And, like, mm. that stuff's interesting. Yeah. And, and so they, I think if they the – glaze over it. Though. Yeah. And it's like that's the juicy stuff. And so, like, Arnold is kind of the least interesting when the girl – that's it's the least interesting stuff in the movie. Um, and also, sorry, one thing to bridge the gap from my memories of this film to the rewatch, I was pretty pumped to rewatch this because I was just curious because mm. I remember being, for all the reasons I said, like – leaving that thinking about it. I hadn't watched it since I first watched it at the cinema. And those feelings I left with of like, oh, that was weird. Was it good? I don't know, but it was weird. And so I was curious to see like, oh, is this like an underrated gem maybe somehow? Mm. But I, I was ultimately disappointed, i got to say. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. For me that that feeling grew as the film went on. Like there was pockets of like yeah. I'm into this and it's, it's mysterious and the cast is pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's a well, it's a great cast, and I res- again, like we've said with um, with JCVD in various movies, I respect an idol was trying this. Me too, big time, especially if. And he, I don't think he sucked or anything. No, neither. Um, it's I thought that it just got too drawn out and mm. started getting sillier and confusing, and and all the people coming back from the dead because they made a deal with the devil, but yeah. they just sort of like that's like a. You know, that's a bit to digest. Yeah. But they just sort of said it in passing. Yeah. And then he shot the, the cops, but then they came back as well. Like, what, everyone's just coming back from the dead now? Like. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it just needed 
better editing or something like that. Something better, something. There you have it, folks. Oh, and the whole, the whole. Uh, actually, it's not six six six. Turn it upside down. It's nine nine nine, as in nineteen ninety nine. No, <laughs> it's a stretch. I looked it up. It's very much six six six. Apparently, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this completely wrong. But apparently, six 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 came about. It's in the rich. Fuck! Someone's gonna fact check this, and they'll be like, "But wrong, wrong." But let's say this is my version of the story, which hits the main points of the points I'm trying to make. Some of the details may be incorrect, but in the original. In the early versions of the Bible or whatever, written in Hebrew, apparently numbers could be used to represent words, and six six six, when you translate it, actually spells Nero Caesar, who was a Caesar at the time that everyone hated, thought it was evil. Wow. Um, so that's why it's definitely six six six, because also sometimes it was six one six, which still translates to Nero Caesar. Wow. Um, uh, and the fact that it's 666 is really the key point there. It's very astute on your part. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I have a, oh, that is good though. I'm ready for some. Thank you. I've got some. I, I want to hear some astuteness from you. So oh. I, I prepared a little game, Greg. Oh, do you have some questions? I guess both. I've got some questions for you. I really do. And it's going to be for both of us because I haven't actually, I didn't write these questions. Oh, okay. Good, good. I call this quiz, Tell Me Everything You Know About Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> And it's a quiz I found online about philosopher, um, religious men. Thomas Aquinas. Actually, I'll give him an intro. Um, uh, Italian, uh, Dominican friar, philosopher, Catholic priest and doctor of the church, an immensely influential philosopher, theologian and jurist in the tradition of scholasticism. Jesus Christ. Like the scholastic book fair, I assume. Mm. Um, mm. He is also known within the latter, within the latter, of the fucking hell, he's also known within the latter as the Doctor Angelicus, the Doctor Communis, and the Doctor Universalis. Okay, so I believe that's coming in the Doctor sh- Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I assume that means he's very astute. That's very astute on his part. So, all right, tell me everything you know about Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> is Why this multiple choice? <laughs> multi- Fuck, thank God. <laughs> There's eight questions. Okay, this isn't going to be too painful. Why did Thomas Aquinas stop writing? A, he was banned from working on his ideas. B, he became ill and unable to work. C, he lost his interest in his philosophical pursuits. Or D, he had a religious experience. Oh, I'll go with banned. What are you going to go? I'll go the same. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He had a religious experience. It wasn't wasn't either. Well, I think we need to hedge our bets on this one of us. Okay, that's a good point. Well, it was a waste, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Which Greek philosophy's work did Aquinas famously engage with? A, Plato. B, Anaxagoras. Another one. C, Aristotle. D, Socrates. I'll go Aristotle. I'll go Socrates. Aristotle it is. That's when I should have agreed with you. It's very astute on your part. Oh, thanks, Frank. Where are Thomas Aquinas' remains? Paris, France, <laughs> <laughs> Naples, Italy, Fossa Nova, Papal State, now Lazio, Italy, or Toulouse, France. Oh, I'm going to say Italy somewhere. So there was no va- – what was the first – there's two Italy's, wasn't there? There was Naples or Fossa Nova. 
now known as Lazio. I'll go Lazio. Oh, oh I forgot to say, I'm not cheating because <laughs> it's a guess anyway. But I was going to say Toulouse, France because it just sounded more specific, which was correct. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Twice last year. Yeah. <laughs> Which of Aquinas' works is universally acknowledged to be the crowning achievement of medieval systemic theology? Let's say this is the last question because these mm. are not interesting at all. <laughs> <laughs> A, summer th- theology. Wait, do you remember what the question was? Because I don't. Universal, his, his crowning achievement. Yeah, what's his best book? Okay. <laughs> what's his banger? Summer theology. It's spelled old school. Summer contra Gentiles. Mm. Is that like Girls Gone Wild? It could be. Like white chicks, like non-Jewish men, women gone men wild. In robes. Scriptum upa, uh, scriptum super sententis. Sententis. It's going to be a hard one not to pick. <laughs> Contra erroras graecorum. Now can you just repeat them all for I'll me? go that last one. <laughs> Contra erroram. Oh, with summer theologia. Oh, but what about Pedro Domine? <laughs> Well, um, whispering. Do, you won that, I think. Uh, I don't think I did because I, the one I had I said after the fact, which oh. surely doesn't count. But thank you for playing. Tell me everything you know about Thomas Aquinas. That was good fun. Will that be a, a weekly feature? Yeah, we can do that every week. We could rebrand. Um, yeah, I'll find more questions about Thomas Aquinas. We'll Podcast call it Finding we Aquinas. Finding Aquinas. Finding Aquinas. And each week we call a celebrity up and we say, Tell me everything you know about Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. Reminds me, Greg, you said it earlier this week and we used to listen to this back in the day. This was one of the early soundboard prank yeah, calls that's why this to is Thomas so Aquinas. This is actually this is, that's the main one in personal context for this film that we didn't really talk about. Yeah. Is this prank call? Tell me everything you know about Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> <laughs> um I'll play, why don't we play a clip yeah. a clip from the from It's the an Arnie soundboard. An Arnie soundboard using great material from this particular film and some others, but with Thomas Aquinas being the the central um, um, point of conversation. Can I help you? Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I would like to talk to you about Thomas Aquinas. (laughs) (laughs) What would you What would you like to tell me about him? I want to ask you a bunch of questions. Tell me more about Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> Seamless. Go on. <laughs> Go on. I wouldn't know where to begin. What did he do? <laughs> What's he talking Who to? Who is he? Did you hear what I just said? Apparently it's a priest. I would like to talk to you about Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> What's your name? My name is Julius. <laughs> Julius. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Saint Thomas Aquinas was a great saint. Loved the cross of Christ. Loved the Eucharist. Loved the Eucharist. And loved the truth. Good. Oh. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> I am fascinated by this. <laughs> I have the utmost respect for Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> yeah. Go on. He's driving through a tunnel. That's why it sounds funny. Well, I don't know much more about him. Love the Eucharist. Why not? <laughs> why not? What are you talking about? <laughs> Who is his daddy? Go on. 
I have a right to know what Thomas Aquinas. Give me a break. What? What is happening? Go now? on. I don't okay. think I've ever listened to this. God bless you. Tell me more about Thomas Aquinas. Okay, we'll stop it there because oh. it goes on literally for another ten minutes. It goes on for ten Why minutes. Why stay on the phone? Why stay on the phone? Where's the conversation possibly go? God, it just keeps going. Oh, uh, God bless him, Thomas Aquinas. Uh, <clears throat> I can hey, tell um, him a few things about Thomas Aquinas. Do you know what? If uh, story by, mm. I think there's got to be a scenario where Jericho says, "I don't believe in God. I believe in Kram." What's that? What's Kram? Kram's the god from Conan the Barbarian. Oh, I'm dusty on that. Oh, Conan the Barbarians. Okay, that's we still got some good ones. Too. Yeah. Oh, Kram's like the god, and he, yeah. and he goes, "Dan, if you don't want to, if you don't help me, Kram, then to hell with you." <laughs> Kram. Oh, I can't wait to watch. That. Everyone talks about Kram. I barely remember it. I remember watching it as like a really young child. And I haven't right. actually, I haven't watched it probably since. It's I've seen clips. Really, seventies like. Um, there's not much dialogue, right? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> they just talk about calm. Just random boobs too. Yeah, like, it's yeah. good. Good, good random stuff. boobs. Good stuff. It's violent. Did you know there was an alternate ending, Greg? Where yeah, he, he I didn't did. die. Yeah. I res- one thing I, I respect knew you'd like. I knew you'd like he this. He died. We like it when they die. <laughs> yeah, it makes me happy. No, it's, it's just I don't know. It's some. It's something. It's just you it's know. Anti rock. Yeah, man, it's punk. How about The Rock saying, I'll never die in any of my movies because I want people to leave happy? Like, it's just. I want to be entertained. Yeah, and I want to think about stuff. Mm, I want to feel. It's like you, it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what the art of film is capable of doing. And and quite often I would like your characters to die. <laughs> and it would be one Prevent thing. Prevent a sequel. It would be one thing if you one could argue that, okay, well, he's going to make certain types of films where I guess that's okay. But it, but but he he signs on to films and then makes them that kind of film. What was the most recent one? I can't remember. Like, like oh, no, I, that, was, that's, that didn't happen. That was something I said. But uh, <laughs> there's, there's a petition for him to come in and play, um, or there's a petition or the director wants him or whatever, to play the bad guy in the next Mortal Kombat movie. And obviously it's The Rock. He will, if he gets involved, the bad guy will become the main character, and he'll be good. You know what I mean? It's just, I just, I just, just do something interesting, man. Mm. Just like Will Smith is similar, but he's he's realized it doesn't always work, and he's been a little bit more exploratory now, but still, yeah. they're, they're a different breed. Those two, though, and yeah, well, one's I respect acting. The Rock. Don't, don't get me wrong. I a, feel like we shit on him legend. a lot from because this type of thing comes up. We love The Rock. We love The Rock. But just come on, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see him more. He's got more. he's got some skills, man, and I want to see him do different shit. And remember when he started, he played the gay cowboy guy in Yeah, in uh, Be Cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like he was doing more things then. He was trying things and being brave. Now he's like a business. Yeah. Just the CEO of Rock Industries. You got enough dough, mate. You don't need to be a business. Yeah. You bought your mum enough pickups. Posted about buying your mum a pickup enough. I know about everyone you've bought her. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Is that a recasty? Special he effects. wouldn't die at the end. No. That's how it came up, yeah. Um, special effects were pretty good. 
They were playing around with some things. Yeah, Mr. Stan Winston was involved, I think, with more practical stuff, um, like the devil. But uh, there was lots of miniatures. I was looking at some clips on YouTube that don't really translate oh, yeah. to audio. But there was some cool shit online of, like, guys in tunnels with cameras filming tiny little trains. <laughs> it was it's fucking uh, amazing how they do that shit. They don't do it no more, though, do they? They don't. They don't make them like they used to, Tristan. Um, oh, we haven't talked about how many awards this film won. Zero. It won some. Did it? Big ones. Razzie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, nominated. It didn't even win. Worst actor, worst supporting actor and worst director. Oh. Um, but it's no it's no Brucey. No. Brucey, Bruce Willis has his, his own, own category, category of the Razzies this year. Fuck yeah. Worst, so the category is worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. Imagine that. This has been bubbling for a while. I think we may have talked about maybe once or twice how Nicolas Cage gets a bad rap for doing all kinds of shitty movies, yet is a phenomenal actor what he wants to be. Yet Bruce Willis has never really seemed to suffer from his. He does a lot. Mm. And so I guess this it's finally happening. But he did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight or nine films. Man, yeah, it's. I think it's nice that they've given him his own category yeah. of shit films. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Like See, if you're any kind of, Apex. if you've got, if you're a journeyman or journey person, you've got a career in Hollywood. If you're one of the very few people in the history of our planet that has had a career yeah. in Hollywood, it's like being a prize fighter. Like yeah. you're going to get knocked out sometimes. Yeah. You can't, no one finishes, well, the vast, vast majority don't finish their career without a few L's. Yeah. You know, so even the greats. But there's something about, I don't know, I haven't seen these movies. I got the feeling they're not very good. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But that's, there's something that's, about the Cage version, the Nic- Nicolas Cage doing bad movies, I feel like, Generally, he's still trying and stuff. There, yeah. he's. It's it, like he's it's chosen. It. A, he sees something in yeah. it. It, it. It may not work, and it may end up being shit. But there's some integrity behind why yeah, he chose yeah, it. For the most part, I know he's had financial problems, so that's probably not strictly true. But it at least feels like he's he's going for something. Mm. Like there's some kind of angle to it. He wants to challenge himself or something. Whereas this just seems strange. Yeah, Spruce Willis hasn't seemed interested in anything for some time. Well, he seems like a disinterested person. Yeah. Oh, you like the movie? Yeah. Let me tell you something, okay? People don't talk about this. The fun part, making the movie, that's over. This is not the fun part. He said something like that. He said something rude and mean. He's been so mean to this poor, sweet interviewer. I think I can safely go on the record and say I, I... I've come to the terms with him, him not being a very nice man. You've got a better Bruce in your life now. I do. So it's a zero-sum game. Yeah. Um, room for two Bruces, not three. I'll just um, replace him with like the boss, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yeah, get him in there. He just sold his whole back catalogue for… A couple of hundred or something? Yeah, something crazy. Why not? Yeah. I like him. He's aged very well too. He looks good, doesn't he? Yeah. Should we get into the verdict? Yeah, that's some. I've come out of notes. Me too. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. 
And that's all I have to say about that. Man, I think this is the first only film that I'm going to say doesn't hold up. Yeah, right. Okay. I just think in the, in the world of Arnold movies, and there's many, this is just why would you pick this one to rewatch? Mm. There's many others to rewatch. And in a world of Devil Comes to New York to Spread His Seed movies, watch Devil's Avocado. Mm. You don't need to watch this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it a rewatch. You give it a rewatch? That's allowed. Like, you know, that's, it's the genre that we've discussed before where it's a hungover Sunday. That's and you true. want to watch something on the couch while you're feeling like shit. That's true. Regretting the food choices. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good watching scenario, actually. Ideal. That's where I would put it. And I'd rewatch it. Will I watch it again recently in, in the near future? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. Will I watch it again ever? I can't say no. <laughs> I think I can. Yeah, nice. Well, I can't say no. Who am I to say no? Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> I'll watch it just for Thomas Aquinas. Do you know what I realised as well? Kevin Kastner and Whitney Houston are yeah. both good names to say in an Arnie voice. Oh, interesting. Tell me everything you know about Kevin Kastner. <laughs> and Whitney or Houston. I can't know. Houston. How does he say Houston? Whitney. Maybe. Whitney Houston. No, I can't. Houston. Houston. He might say Houston. The Houston. Um... Kevin Kastner. He's a very good friend of mine, Kevin Kastner. <laughs> Over there. No longer a Republican. <laughs> Democratic Party. Uh, cultural relevancy tests. Did Simpsons do it? No. Porn parody? No. Bechdel test? No. FX test? Yeah. FX? Yeah, but I me. do have a problem. It's less about how they did it. It's more that I don't really like those big digital devils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this would have been better... I think the devil was practical though, but they yeah. must have done something to it to make it look weird. I don't know. I wasn't into it. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, I but agree. Smash Boy on the train was pretty cool. It's, the thing is what was great about Devil's Advocate, and maybe I'm just forgetting bits, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't ever just fully turn into the devil right? physically. Something happens. At something the end, happens, it? but he doesn't. He turns into Keanu briefly, and and uh, you've just had such a epic. It's all suggested. From- yeah. It's all just in the background. I mean, there's weird, you see some people with devil eyes now and like there's little hints throughout, but yeah. I prefer that, I think. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any recasties? I didn't. I've got a lazy recasty, which by lazy I mean a likely recasty. Brad Pitt? No, it's Ryan Reynolds, but it's a zany comedy, you know. Oh. You know, he tells the devil to take a breath mint or something, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe take a breath mint sometime. Um, you know, and he's all sarcastic but really handsome. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and The Rock will be the chick, I guess. Maybe. I guess. He needs to be in there somewhere. Uh, MVP, Rod Steiger. Steiger, yeah, Steiger. Yeah, I'll give it to the Steigernator, me too. Got that beer. Oh, sorry. Thanks, bro. Uh, and a fish. And um, we'll see you next week. Yeah. For another episode. Um mm, Maybe the bodyguard. That may have been last week. We don't know yet. I'm going to go with, with whichever one's Tristan's shorter for editing. computer might break again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, until then. Um, Take care of yourselves. And each other. And each other. And each other. Bye.